some good news. The rand, the world's best performing currency over the last month. It's fantastic, isn't it? It's it is. It has such a nice ring to it to say something like that. I mean, <laughs> Sakira, if, if you look at the rand compared to basically all of your global major currencies, the more traded currencies, the more liquid currencies, over the last month, the rand has actually strengthened by over 5.5%, and that makes it the world's best performer. I mean, interestingly enough, and we'll talk a little bit about the pound uh, shortly, but if you look at the British pound, that's actually the world's worst performer. That's weakened uh, over the last month by around 8.3%. So, like I say, that's obviously some, some good news. We saw that rand yesterday sustain a move below that 14 rand 50 mark. It's currently around 1440, 1441, there and thereabouts. And I mean, the rand has actually done a lot of hard work over the course of this year. I mean, if you take it from its weakest level that we had actually picked up in January, close on 18 rand to where we are now, that's about a 20% retracement that we've had from January to where we are right now. So the good news here is that obviously with a stronger rand, it means that the impact on inflation to the end consumer should hopefully be a lot more muted. Uh, The flip side is obviously export competitiveness that does get eroded if the rands are all but too strong. But by and large, remember, we've come from significantly stronger levels at the start of last year. I mean, last year we were down to start off the year at around 11.72. So it has still weakened, but we'll take the good news when we can get it. The 20% retracement from its peaks earlier this year, uh, I'm still, uh, you know, quite, I'm, I'm hopeful. But at the end of the day, you know, we still have a lot of hard work to do in terms of structural reform. And the reason for this RAND rally is actually not just been RAND specific. If you look at other emerging market currencies, the Brazilian Real, the Chilean Peso, they've all also run very strongly because global risk appetite has been quite robust and that's proven supportive of emerging markets. So the message I'd like to leave here is, yes, it's good news, but let's not be complacent simply because global capital flows are currently favoring us. Uh, we've had seven uh, un, uh, un, uh, we've had seven consecutive weeks of foreign uh, portfolio flows into South Africa. That's largely unprecedented, uh, and that's going to have to continue if we are to stay bullish on the RAND, something that I, I, I do think uh, still remains a little bit of a vulnerability uh, if we become too complacent with this kind of RAND strength right now. And uh, staying with currencies, the pound also holding its ground uh, amid everything else that's going on in the UK. New Prime Minister and Theresa May set to take over uh, as of tomorrow there, Mohammed. Yeah, I mean, I find it so amazing. If you look at the UK, it's almost like no one wanted the job. And now Theresa May, I mean, the last, uh, the last woman standing, if you want to call it that. Uh, so it looks as though she will be sworn into office uh, during the course of this week. Uh, what's actually transpired in the currency market is that we've actually seen the pound stabilize. It temporarily broke below that 130 to the US dollar mark a couple of trading sessions ago. Subsequent to that, we've now seen it kind of bottom out around there. and looks as though it wants to find a little bit of a bottom around here. Um, I still think that situation remains very fluid. So you'd need to watch that. I mean, Theresa May is going to be sworn in. And then the big question mark here is she's going to have to uh, invoke Article 50 to actually exit the EU. What impact does that really have in terms of the UK economy uh, and how that uh, evolves and develops going forward will determine whether the pound actually stabilizes around here or if, in fact, it just you know, has a little bit of a relief or breather right, right now and then possibly resumes a move lower. So for now, uh, probably the hardest thing to quantify globally is where is that sterling going to go? Uh, I watch it with a degree of caution simply because political risk is just impossible to quantify. Uh, and, and I'm still predisposed to a little, bit of, a little bit of concern around the UK. I don't think we, we necessarily...
really have come to grips with what the exit's going to mean, not just for the UK, but also specifically for the Eurozone as a whole. Absolutely. And then U.S. stocks, Mohammed, also closing at an all-time high there yesterday or earlier? Yeah. I guess today we, we've been blessed with a couple of very nice, good news stories. I mean, we, we had yesterday the, the S&P 500 broke not just to an intraday all-time high, but it actually managed to close at an all-time high as well. Now, this again on the back of that theme, going back to, to the early story we spoke about with regards to the RAND, is we've seen the surge in terms of global risk appetite, and that's supporting assets across the board. You've seen equities being supported. Our own market was up quite strongly yesterday in, in uh, kind of in tandem with global markets. And if this trend does continue, if we see this optimism come through, I mean, you, meant, and you mentioned in your intro uh, J- the Japanese and their stimulus program, which we touched on uh, yesterday mm. as well. If that stimulus does actually come through, you're likely going to continue to see a little bit of a risk on bias persisting markets. What does that mean? I mean, our markets are not nearly close to our all-time highs. We've still got some way to go. So hopefully we take a little bit of a lead from those U.S. markets and we could see some positivity come through in terms of local markets. But remember, in South Africa, there's a little bit of a counterbalance. If the RAND gets strong, it's going to hurt some of our RAND hedge stocks. And that's the reason why some of the upward impetus is neutralized a little bit. But for now, risk on still the flavor of the month. Some event risk this week. You've got the BOE later on and then also some local data. But we can chat about that tomorrow as that data comes through. Well, thank you so much. And we'll do just that tomorrow. Uh, that was Mohammed Nala, Head of Strategic Research at NetBank CIB. Show's so good, we won't blame you if you can't pick a favorite. Can't pick a favorite. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader.